Welcome back to the Funny Story Podcast. Thank you for returning to us after a brief week-long hiatus when we had a little vacation planned. And we are back with more great episodes of the Funny Story Podcast. As always, I'm your host, comedian Chris Diorio. Today's episode features a hilarious story involving a really intelligent toilet seat and maybe a less than intelligent toilet seat user. Please check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe as the Funny Story Podcast continues to grow. And as always, to submit your own funny story, email me at thefunnystorypodcast at gmail.com. That's thefunnystorypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, as well as TikTok at thechristiorio. That's at thechristiorio. Now sit back. Relax and enjoy the episode. Funny Story Podcast, episode number 18. My toilet seat almost killed me. So let me start this story by telling you a little fact about me. Although I am a grown man in his mid-40s, physically, mentally, I am still 100% a child. Therefore, I would like to go on record of saying I do not necessarily hold myself accountable for the actions that occurred in this story. Also, as you're going to see, there's an accomplice in this story that I believe should take 90 to eh, 100% of the blame for this. Also, that being said, I guess here goes nothing. Uh, Two birthdays ago, when I could comfortably and nearly accurately say that I was In my early 40s, my brother got me a birthday gift that would end up impacting my life in a way I could never have expected. You see, as we got older, we continued to get each other gifts for our birthdays. But now that we were technically fully functioning adults, the gifts went from being things we actually needed to more gag and kind of fun related gifts. Uh, This particular year, my brother managed to give me the coolest gift yet. He found a toilet seat with a scale attached to it so you could actively weigh yourself while doing your business, let's call it. My wife was not at all a huge fan of this personally, but I thought it was hilarious. So we compromised and I was allowed to install it in our guest bathroom. It all started off innocently enough. Just about every morning I would go in there and weigh myself prior to my morning poop. And then I would go do the rest of my morning routine, including that morning poop, shower, brush my teeth and all that. And then I would weigh myself after that and see how much, if any weight, I lost during my morning poop routine. I didn't do this every morning, of course, but when I thought of it or had time, I would try to do it every time I could. This was enough to entertain me and added a little fun to my usually boring Mondays. Uh... This all changed when one day I was telling a few of my buddies about this over lunch, and one of them asked me, so what's the biggest one you've done so far? Hmm. I hadn't actually thought about that, so I answered as such and said, you know, I never really tracked them before. I just kind of did my thing. To which my buddy responded, oh, dude, you got to track them and see which one is your biggest one yet, right? I thought about it and I agreed. This was in fact an awesome idea. And so I began tracking my numbers like an NBA stat sheet for a couple of weeks. 
It wasn't until one morning when I took an unusually large piece of morning business that I had the question to myself, uh, geez, what did I eat last night that caused this? And after racking my brain, I recalled that I enjoyed some delicious gumbo the night before from a local Cajun restaurant. This, of course, is the beginning of my downward spiral. I then took it upon myself to conduct a midlife crisis science experiment. I was going to see what foods, if eaten the night before, could cause the largest and most impactful morning business that I was able to attain. Now, obviously, this wasn't a super scientific experiment. So to all the nerds out there listening, don't judge me on any of this. I just had a really simple methodology. Eat stuff for dinner, weigh myself when I wake up, poop, and then weigh myself again. So to begin this experiment, I started with the usual suspects. I went out and got myself some Indian food one night, had Taco Tuesday with the family the next night, binged on some greasy burgers, you know, all the great things that we think will make us take these nice big morning poops. I kind of found myself getting borderline obsessed with this to the point where every morning I woke up and I was excited for what I would be pooping that morning. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm an absolute child. After a couple of weeks of this and some up and down results, I started doing some research into what foods were known to cause the biggest poops. Now, conventional wisdom <clears throat> would tell you to go with the foods I mentioned earlier. You know, Mexican, Indian, stuff like that. But it turns out the biggest and most impactful poops can come from things like figs, dates, raisins, and prunes. I think I knew about the prunes thing, but a few of those were new to me. So, as I'm sure you know, it didn't take long before my entire shopping list was like a who's who of the most fibrous foods I could find in the grocery store. And it didn't take long before I was breaking records on my toilet scale. I was very excited with my progress and absolutely felt an undeserved sense of accomplishment every single morning when I would do my morning business. Now, much to my shame, like most sports fans, I'm familiar with performance-enhancing drugs and how they can vastly improve an older athlete's performance. Uh, side note, yes, for the purposes of this story, I am considering myself an older athlete. So I researched and started purchasing low-level laxatives to add to my diet. Nothing military-grade, but definitely some over-the-counter stuff. I was furiously tracking what combination of foods and laxative caused the best results, and I used the term best very loosely. As I'm sure you can imagine, it didn't take long before I started to feel the negative effects of this, but unfortunately, they came on slowly and gradually instead of hitting all at once. I noticed that sometimes my limbs felt as if they were swollen. My face would look red like I had spent the last 20 to 30 years having alcohol for every meal, and I was really actually starting to lose my appetite. Finally, I found myself having dizzy spells, and as much as I tried hiding them from my wife, it didn't take long before she noticed a downtick in my overall health and forced me to go see a doctor. After running what seemed like an extremely minimal number of tests, my doctor came to the conclusion that I was severely, severely dehydrated to the point where he almost put me on an IV drip right then and there in the office. Of course, as doctors tend to do, he didn't just diagnose and fix me. No, he decided he needed to ask some questions first. So there, in front of a man with a medical degree from a prestigious school who was actually only two or three years older than I am, I had to explain to him the root cause of my dehydration was a toilet seat. This, of course, led to a more questions. So in front of he and my beautiful wife who chose and vowed to spend the rest of her life with me, 
I recanted the story I just told here about how my wonderful toilet seat adventures led me down a dark and dangerous path. Of all the things my doctor had been taught in medical school, they must have forgotten to teach him how to have a sense of humor because he was not finding this situation funny at all. I looked over at my wife and realized they must have went to the same nothing is as funny as I am class because I didn't see a smile on her face either. Thinking to myself the whole time, so where are my idiot buddies when I need them? Uh, to make a long story short, my next few weeks were spent being treated like a child who had just overcome a smallpox infestation as my diet consisted mostly of Pedialyte, water, and soups so I could bring the hydration back into my body. Also, begrudgingly, I was forced slash agreed to remove and dispose of my toilet seat scale. Uh, it's been a couple of years since this has happened. Um, and as I'm telling the story, hopefully my wife won't hear this, and especially hope my doctor won't hear this, but I do actually still have the toilet seat packed away somewhere. And who's to say this year after Thanksgiving, I don't bring it back up again and see if I can break my old record. Folks, thank you once again for tuning in to the Funny Story Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris DiOrio. Again, please check us out on your favorite podcast platform. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe this podcast. And to submit your own funny story, email me at thefunnystorypodcast at gmail.com. We'll catch you on the next one.